0: John Wesley's notoriety I'm sure at a certain point made him very uncomfortable in reading through his journal I found one place in which he was saying that the crowds were so great that when he arrived at the location that he was supposed to preach that he could not get in the door and so you know what they did they picked all five foot of his frame up, and they just passed him to the front. (laughs) I tell you, he was the first crowd surfer. He was a rock star. John Wesley, if he were here today amongst us, he would say, you're wearing it out by using my name too much over the course of these weeks focusing on Methodism he would say, get on with it and talk about Christ. But I would say to him, I would say, I beg your indulgence just a little further, John, because I do believe that it's important for us to know not only our beginnings in Christ, but also our beginnings in Wesley. He was not seeking to build a religion around himself. John Wesley was not but to recover the faith and the practice of the primitive church. Now, that's a word that is laden with a lot of meaning. But for him, his goal when he was a student at Christ College at Oxford, he he focused on these Early greats of the faith. Reading Irenaeus and Clement of Alexandria and Tertullian and Origen, these who were the writers and communicators of what was happening in the early church before it became a part of the larger culture, especially of Rome you remember some of the story of how Constantinople how Constantine was in the process of building his legacy and how in the midst of that that Christianity was adopted and it became such a part of the culture of the world at that point John Wesley was seeking to get ahead of that point because he knew how greatly it had been affected toward the good and toward the bad from that point on. John Wesley was 32 years old when his father became ill, seriously ill unto death. His father, too, was a preacher. His father... Spoke to John from his deathbed. His parting words to his son were, The inward witness, son, the inward witness. That is the proof, the strongest proof of Christianity. Now, John Wesley had been doing a whole lot of studying. These early writers. And later ones as well. And trying to get his life in good order, he was so impassioned, filled with zeal, that he asked if he might become a missionary for the Anglicans. And so you know that he came across on a ship named the Simmons with George Oglethorpe, who settled this colony called Georgia. It was a terrible journey. For one thing, it took nearly four months. Can you imagine being on a ship for nearly four months? He got on the ship in October. His father had died in April of that same year, and he got on the ship in October to come to Georgia, but he did not arrive in Georgia until February. Can you imagine that kind of a trip? On the way, they encountered terrible, terrible storms. He was very fortunate to be among Christian friends there there were four that were a part of the holy club that had been meeting when he was in school and they were there including John's brother Charles there was no one of them that was more shaken to the core when the seas rose higher than he ever had seen He was so frightened that the ship itself would sink under one of these massive waves that he began to confess all, I'm sure. (laughs) But what fascinated him was that this group of Christians were aboard that ship. This group of Christians from Germany who were so filled with faith. They had come with their families and they were gathered on that ship and they were headed toward these new shores as well. And, and when he saw the worst of the storm breaking down on the ship, you know what they were doing? They were worshiping. They had gathered the little ones with them. And he said in his journal, he said he was amazed at the peace and the calm of even the children that exceeded his own idea of his own faith. They arrived safe on these shores in Savannah, and he took up the role of chaplain there in that place, traveling up and down the distance between Fort Frederica and Savannah, His main goal was not just ministering to the Anglicans that were here, but really reaching out to the American Indians. He was defeated in not knowing their language and not knowing their culture and not being able to say a thing, it seemed, that got through. It was in conversation with a Moravian pastor in Savannah that John opened his heart just enough to share that he wasn't sure about his own idea of Christianity. And Spannenberg heard him saying, How do you know that you're Christian? How can you be assured of your faith being real? Spannenberg responded, Have you the witness within yourself? Mysterious words. Have you the witness within yourself? Do you know Jesus Christ? Now, if I were to ask that question here today... I dare say that every soul present would say, yes, I know Jesus Christ. I do know Jesus Christ. But I wish I could ask it the way that Spannenberg asked it to Wesley because this worked on him. Have you the witness within yourself? From that point on, John was even more troubled in spirit. In fact, for a number of reasons, and I will not go into the details right now, but he decided to head back toward England in less than two years of having been here. When he arrived back on the shores, he was ready to give it all up, except for another pastor who spoke to him and said, Oh, no, you must have faith, you must Preach faith until you have faith, and then because you have faith, you will preach faith. That's good logic, isn't it? John Wesley was trying to pray his way through this dark night of the soul. When he came to a Moravian class meeting, a society meeting, actually, a prayer meeting at Aldersgate... Those of you who are Methodists well know that on that evening is when John Wesley's heart was strangely warmed. In fact, this is the way that he wrote about it in his journal. I felt I did trust in Christ, Christ alone for salvation. And an assurance was given me that he had taken away my sins even mine and saved me from the law of sin and death now I'm hearing John Wesley poke and pride me and say preach it brother because he said this is where my heart is still in Christ to this day John Wesley was driven from that moment on by this theology of the heart, having been told by his father that this was at the center of what the Christian faith was about and told by his Moravian friends that this was the center. My question is, have you and I heard it properly today? Do we know Jesus Christ with our heads, but are we missing it with our hearts? Have you the witness within yourself, Spannenberg said. John Wesley made it even a little simpler. For when he would travel around and talk with the leaders of his small groups... He would ask them the question, how is it with your soul? How would you be prepared to answer that one today? How is it with your soul? Do you have this sense of assurance in Christ that your soul is in good stead? John was so drawn to this epistle of John. Maybe it was because of his name connected with the title of this short letter. Maybe it was because he saw within his own heart this longing of the author to be so closely connected. Those early writers believed, and many still today, that even though this authorship is not marked at the front of the book, that surely these words were written... By the disciple that Jesus loved, perhaps this son of Zebedee, this cousin of his, who had a heart for Jesus. Verse 19 that Ian read just a few moments ago simply says, And by this we will know, we will know that we are from the truth and will reassure our hearts before him and in the 24th verse all who obey his commandments abide in him and he abides in them and by this we know that he abides in us by the spirit that he has given us let me ask you do you want to know do you you really want to know that things are right with christ I think you have a right to know. And John Wesley would say, you not only have a right, you have a way to know. The Spirit gives us that witness. What a beautiful thing to think. Over in Romans, there is this passage of Scripture also that lends itself to this line of thinking where... The Apostle Paul shares, For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you've received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very spirit-bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. Is this in your heart? If it is not, I encourage you, friends... This must be examined further because our hearts are sick if this is not there. Have you ever been to the exhibit in Atlanta that seems to be on constant rotation? Maybe it is now there permanently, I don't know. It is called the Bodies Exhibit. Have you been there? Fascinating, it is. I remember when Sue and I walked through this exhibit of the human body. Oh, you could see everything, more than I wanted to see at certain places. But this exhibit was fascinating because somehow they had come by way of, of these bodies that had been given to science or whatever. But these had been dissected in so many ways and put under a... Under, uh, Lights to see. You could look at all of the systems of the body. You could see the circulatory system. You could see the nervous system, all of the nerves laid out before you. You could see the digestive system, the reproductive system, the skeletal system, all of the body. You could see it in all of its detail, walking from one exhibit to the next. I'll tell you one thing that I never saw in the process of walking through that exhibit. I did not see the human soul. I did not see it. I looked for it, but I did not see the human soul because it is just too intangible. There's only so much that can be said about the human soul. But for those those who know that Christ is present within the heart. It brings a new understanding of what the body is all about and what it is for. Liz Sperry, in giving her witness, said that she was raised in a home that allowed her to go to church but that her father particularly was not involved in faith and in fact when she inquired at a young age about the afterlife he said to her not meaning any harm but he said to her he said when we die we're just compost really Can you imagine the damage done to this little girl? She said she carried that with her for so long. She said it was such a depressing thought. She said she carried this with her. Even in the midst of her participation in a Methodist congregation and people reaching out and loving her, she had this thought that just haunted her. She said one day... She said her boyfriend gave her a bible with the words he said he said I've given my life to Jesus and she said she took the bible she loved the guy but she began to read the bible really read the bible And she said as she read through the Bible, she got stuck at a particular place in the gospel tellings of Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane. You remember that picture in your mind, don't you? Where Jesus prays that prayer, let this cup pass from me, Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. You remember Jesus prayed that prayer? Can you imagine what was on his heart to lift that prayer up? She said she saw herself in Jesus at that point. She said, if Jesus can pray that kind of prayer, she said, perhaps I best pray that prayer too. And so she came to the prayer reluctantly because she said, I didn't know that I wanted to give myself up, really. But she said, I prayed the prayer. Not what I want to happen. These were her words. Not what I want to happen, but what you want to happen. And the way she described that was so beautiful. John Wesley said, I felt my heart was strangely warmed." The way Liz put it was this. She said, I felt like it was electricity running throughout me. She said, almost as if I was in the middle of a stream, almost like I was being filled with water that was running through me. And she said, I knew from that point on. She said, I knew it was so real that that would last longer than my boyfriend did in my life. (laughs) And so I ask you the question today. How is it with your soul? How is it with your soul Do you have that assurance? Seek the assurance. God will grant the assurance. He will grant the assurance because he loves you as his own.